Welcome back everyone to the Uncensored CMO. If you work in marketing like myself, there's a good chance that uh, you've had your budget cut over the last few weeks. And that means one thing for agencies, which is it's going to be a lot harder for agencies to survive. There are far fewer briefs out there, a lot less work out there. I wanted to catch up with uh, somebody who was on season one, Ian Milner, who's global CEO of Iris. I wanted to find out how are the agency coping with a sudden change in demand and what are their clients experiencing and also what has he learned from his 20 years running the agency what has he learned from past recessions that we can take forward today that would help us cope with the current crisis and allow us to come out stronger i hope you enjoy this episode this is ian milner ceo of iris So how are you? I, I, sh- I should ask. I should check in, see how you're feeling about life. No doubt about it. Uh, challenging times. But uh, we have been through loads of challenging times before. So we do have a bit of muscle memory when it comes to these sorts of shocks. Um, and we kind of saw it come in because we've got offices out um, in the uh, Asian time zones. We, we were able to sort of see this as it came onto the horizon. Um, for the European officers. So um, I, I think we probably acted, you know, a good month or so before before most. And that's really helped us massively, I think, in terms of adjusting. Because you've, be, you've been in business 21 years, I think, yeah. is that right? Yeah. 21 this year? That's, have you ever seen anything that comes close to what you're going through now? Uh, oh, of course, back in 2008, 2009, enormous sort of economic shock nowhere near this nowhere near um, because we we were a more immature business you know we, we just didn't have the structural strength and cash reserves and, and the like uh, and, and also just experience you know we, we were you know a good 10 years or so less experienced so just being experienced you just know what to do you don't need to spend all of your time mopping each other's brows and you know, you know, worrying and all the rest of it, because you know you're going to get through it. You know how clients are going to react. You know what the cultural uh, and, uh, implications are going to be. Um, you know that there's lots of government things going on that you can align with. So, so you, you, when you've been through things like this before, you, you, you just you, survival it doesn't become a, a, an issue or a debate. So you're able to be much more cool-headed and balanced about how you look at it and then and then that's good because it, it means that you're able then to look at the opportunities that are there and, and, and mm. there, there are that's good well before we get into opportunities because because it'd be great to um because i've seen quite a lot of work that you guys have been up to but just before we get to that um so tell me what actions have you had to take as an agency to protect yourself through this climate obviously being an entrepreneur-led company you start with you start with your cash. So how much cash have we got? Where is it? I think that is such a great discipline, and, and I, I think probably many many businesses don't don't start there. They'll they'll think about you know I- I- income and profit and all, and all these sorts of things. But you know we, we were right. Let's get into some cash modelling to um, just just see how much cash have we got and how much should we have. So so that was the, the start point, and then from there we got into uh, working through some business some stress tests on our budgets to work out well, how much revenue decline do, do we think we're likely to get. Obviously, there's a time in this process where kind of your guess is as good as mine sort of thing. So you have to sort of take, you, you have to make some informed uh, 
um, and guesses around where you think the budgets will sort of settle. If you do that, then a few months time down the, down the track, we, you, you can emerge, you know, very, very strong and confident because you, you're in exactly the right shape. Uh, you've got the talent in, in the right position and with the right mindset. So you depend obviously on your clients spending money with you on planning, coming up with campaigns, executing them, et cetera. How do you, how do you forecast what your customers are going to be going through? Have you got a close enough relationship with them that they're honest with you, you, you get to know, or how do you anticipate that? Um, mostly we do. Generally, it is defined by you know category. There are just some categories that are kind of gone from you know hundred to zero. You know, airlines, uh, hotels, that you know, these sorts of things. But but then there's, there's loads and loads of other clients where their business is somewhere in between those two extremes. So we have been on the front front foot right from the get go around um, our sort of COVID innovation sprints, and and it's just about using this sort of downtime to improve our access to important clients around around our network and then running bespoke workshops that are aimed at helping clients really understand the resilience of their business understand how they make money what's going to change as a, as a result of all this and then help them put plans in place so that in a, in a few weeks well first of all help put, put plans in place that create some sort of sustainable rhythm for their business and then also help them identify uh, new opportunities that are just sort of around the corner linked to you know, what happens in their own competitor landscapes i like i like the way you described the covid sprint because i think um you know all of a sudden like within about a week or two the only question people was asking is can i even god can i afford to advertise if if i should what should i be saying it's like the the questions all changed within a very very short space of time didn't they so being able to pivot what you're doing is um is critical isn't it to be relevant to to your client base well we are blessed with such an incredible range of of skills you know we are we're not reliant on um a churn of a fresh uh, creative output you know we obviously creativity in, uh, is so important to us but innovation strategy technology all these all these things are are, uh, are even more important and um you know we, we've been able to um just dial up parts of our, our skills uh, at this time so that that's been really good and, and also things like pricing strategy because you know, you think about um, uh, client categories where demand is is down. You know, putting in uh, pricing innovation to help help them manage and stimulate interest and demand. Uh, and 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 conversely, you know, when the lights come back on, there are going to be some categories where they won't be able to cope with with the demand as it as it returns. Again, pricing strategy to you know look for interesting, innovative value add ways that you know allow them to optimize the relationships with with their customers. What, and what are you seeing? So, I mean, obviously I've seen some data that suggests like, you know, 80% of uh, brands have cut their budgets and, you know, 60% are now completely changing their campaigns. Are you seeing what, what's your, cause you, you obviously have a, a perspective across so many different sectors, so many different clients. Is, are you say what are you seeing from your point of view or is it literally every, is it kind of industry by industry where, where it's, where the effect is being felt? Well, I think as a sort of generalisation, what you just said is right, um, and, th and then the, the level of disruption over and above that will be driven by either category or the type of marketing plan that they have for this year. You know, if, if there's a client that is 
um, aligned to do some big sporting events or you know whether that's Olympics or Premier League or whatever that causes a, a, an enormous amount of disruption and, and there's no way of really finding a way through through that it's kind of binary so there are there are some clients in that sort of position but um, um, there's only so much you can do I think uh, you're right because because usually in a recession it's it, it's a relatively it, it dampens everything down, doesn't it? And, and you get a few, you know, discounters do well in recessions and the things like that, but they're outliers, but everything's kind of contracted. The weird thing about this is I'm talking to a friend who's a consultant and he's working with a healthcare business and, and they literally cannot keep up with all their drug development testing and so on. And he's working with a household cleaning company and, and, and they've been out of stock almost permanently for the last few weeks. So yeah, the weird point. thing about this one is that it, it's really affecting and, and, you know, the fact we're using Zoom now, you know, which we you know, wouldn't have done six months ago. So there are certain technologies and industries that are being probably projected forward. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're, 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 you're totally right. It, it is it is asymmetrical by by its by its nature and it will carry on as um, as different markets um, slowly start to come out of their lockdowns. You don't know really when. Um, the, the big sort of engine rooms of the global economy will will, will, will come back and, and kick back into gear. You know, China obviously want, wants to, to get going soon. America is talking the talk, but in, in fact, will really struggle because it, it's not, it, it's got a long way to go yet, I think. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. You know, there, there are some business like, you know, uh, CPG or B2B and tech, um, pharma, that you know that they are they are they're full on you know uh, right now you know that they're, they're in really good positions because of the nature of, of their, mm. their output. So Ian, um, obviously you you know you've been through a few cycles, you've seen it uh, before, um, but a lot of people in the agency this this will probably be the first time they've experienced a kind of shock in their career like this. So how are you keeping team morale up? How are you kind of coping with? I guess the inevitable challenges of furloughing staff and maybe letting freelancers go and that kind of thing. Well, I think step one is to um, sort out your your cost base so that people understand what it means for them personally, financially. Um, you're not there's not going to be any kind of meaningful, constructive, positive um, activity whilst people are 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 worried about what it means for them. So you've got to get that sorted as quickly as you can and. And, and then and then you move into something else where you, you, you basically, you know, you think about how do we now um, engage uh, with our existing clients so that we can be seen to be as positive and constructive as possible. Um, and then do that on a kind of systematic basis over the next few months so that, um, you know, you, you are looking for opportunities that, you know, you, you just wouldn't know that they were there unless you went looking for them. So it's like it's like making your own look. Um, systematically a, across your client base and, and you'll be amazed um, how many opportunities that there are lurking around in the sh- in the shadows but you you just have to kind of um, go looking for them and be, be a bit more prepared to chase some more lost causes much more than you would do in a sort of business as usual kind of setting and and then the, the thing on that is like well proactivity kind of pays because even if nothing happens now and, no, and you, there's no revenue there for sure, it won't be forgotten because a lot of people in our category have kind of shut up shop. Uh, they've gone to ground. They're all now um, kind of worrying about their own future or there's some sort of network-wide kind of redundancy problem or whatever it is. Um, and, and and because of that, um, they're not engaging with their clients positively. And so, so 
you can cover a lot more ground now and, and I think clients will also um, thank you for it um, at the end of all of this and, and see you um, as, as a partner. I think you're right. I think, I mean, that's certainly been my experience of it is having to offer a lot for free, give people access to data, you know, give people advice, uh, reach out to people a lot more than the normal because, because, you know, everything in the last few weeks has changed. And, and it, although there's been some brands that have responded super quickly, I mean, like you did with Adidas, for example, and uh, the new charity heroes, great examples of, you know, responding with a relevant message, very timely getting out quickly. Um, they're probably still the exceptions. I think a lot of businesses are still finding their way through this and, and don't know how the scenario is going to play out. Still haven't kind of worked out the impact on their business yet and still haven't decided, do, do they go dark, you know, or, or can they still, you know, can they still engage and communicate with consumers? And I think that's, that there's still big questions for companies to get their heads around at the moment. Well, I think for the first week or two, I, I didn't know um, how, how it would go and whether or not you know, there'd be any clients to talk to or indeed any clients would ever want to talk to us. And it hasn't been like that at all. You know, once clients also have made their cost adjustments, suddenly there are people thinking about, okay, well, how do I keep the business ticking over day to day? And now how do I put some plans in place um, uh, to, to help facilitate, you know, some sort of uh, recovery at the back end? I think one of the big things though, particularly in the agency space is to do with culture. You hear a lot talked about it. Now's the time. This is the point when you know what your culture is like. And uh, we, we have found it no, not, not difficult at all to move from being in offices to, to everyone being at home and using Zoom and, and the like to, 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 to be, you know, re relatively speaking, pretty productive. But, but you have to sort of fill that. You've got to fill the airways with communications. You know, you, you, you've got to over communicate. And people are looking for, for, to their leaders more than ever now because they want to know uh, uh, is he healthy is he happy is he coping yes <laughs> they're, look, they're looking for these like little are you okay <laughs> are you talking yeah well yeah does he yeah. know what he's doing yeah there's, yeah there's all that they're looking that, and they're picking this up from uh little video things what you say but more importantly your tone there's all these things i think that, that these skills that i don't think leaders necessarily think about but th these are the things that just help people uh, the, the, the talent uh, remain orientated uh, feel confident you know feel like yes there is it's going to be all right and um you know i, I feel confident that in a, in a few months time you know we'll 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 come out of this fighting fit so it, these things really matter and then particularly when you add in lots of other things like um you know more regular briefings around what is going on around the network sharing you know case studies you know good examples of what's going on either culturally or client work you know, we've just we've just put in place a scheme called Fast Forward, which is a learning and development program. You know, recognizing people are, are now at home, there's there's no reason why they can't we can't put some kind of stimulation or inspiration sessions um, together to you know help uh, expand people's minds and also you know prepare them for you know business life in you know for for so it's time. So there's loads of things like that that we've been doing just to sort of keep our culture strong, keep, keep energy levels up, keep communication levels up. I mean, there's no doubt, isn't it, that people in the future will look back and they will talk about this period in history as being one of the most dramatic, impactful, life-changing, career-impacting kind of periods of their life, really, isn't it? So we'll, we'll learn so much um, about, you know, about business and about ourselves in the, 
over the next few weeks. What do you, what do you think? Do you, do, you, um, do you think any of the changes you're seeing in terms of how you work as an agency and what you're doing and the way you work with your brands or customers, it, how much of that do you think will, will, will stay um, post, you know, once we come out of here? Do you see this as being a new way of working now? Um, well, uh, I, well, I do. I, I certainly do. I mean, um, certainly using more technology to support more flexibility in, in working mode, whether that be, you know, working from home or, or, or whatever. I, I think that that's really good. And, um, you know, we, we were looking at technology before, um, but, but we hadn't implemented it. And it's because of the coronavirus things that we straight away implemented both Zoom and Teams. And, it, and it's worked so well, so quickly and given us so much more confidence. And I think people no longer expect, I think, you know, to, to, to have someone there in person. I think, I think you can maintain and manage relationships, you know, perfectly well using these new technology platforms. I think the other thing is just around being more confident with clients around stepping back and really thinking about how their businesses work. With agencies, you know, you're, you're very keen to get onto some creative, you know, you're very keen to get into the campaign and, but I, I think that uh, we have learned that uh, clients are incredibly receptive to intelligent, specific, helpful intervention ar- around how they make money, what, what's going on with their, with their, I, with their, you cons- know, I, their customers. I, I think that's so spot on because um, I, mean, I saw an article recently, I think probably Mark Ritson shared it, but it was about the decline in the influence of the CMO in the C-suite in terms of the breadth of responsibilities they have or the impact they have on the wider business and you know that there has in, in good times the cmo's role can be seen as being you know just leading the comms and the advertising and and, and the sort of uh, you know the the finer the more exciting high profile stuff but actually at the moment any cmo worth their salt is having to figure out what am i selling who am i selling it to am i selling it at the right price is it going to sell how do i get how do i get it to my customer is the proposition working and 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 wrap all that up in a communication campaign. But we, most people, I think, are going to have to grapple with some. Even if you're in a, even if you're in a um, category that's booming, and and you can't keep up with demand, you're still going to have to make choices of, well, do I rationalise my range? You know, I've only got limited resources. Where do I where do I apply that? You know, that campaign to. So I think for everybody, whether you're benefiting or you're trying to salvage your business, I think what this does is it shines a light on the fundamentals of business. And, you know, have I got the cash in the bank? Am I, you know, am I connecting with my consumer? Am I, you know, am I kind of uh, doing the right thing? And, and I think it's hopefully, you know, people in marketing are going to respond well to that and are, and are going to get a, a pretty quick education into uh, broader business. Oh, yeah, yeah, t- yeah, you're, you're totally right. I mean, um, it, it, it takes marketeers back into marketing. You know, marketing is about um understanding and identifying you know opportunities with with customers so that you can satisfy them profitably and that is different to i think the normal diet of 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 the marketeer today which is much more in the sort of communications and promotions sort of space Um, so it it takes you back into the 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 full role uh, and i think that's exciting yeah, the the other the other thing I've observed as well, which um, I know you've you've done some great examples of this, it is how uh, how actually you can deliver creative really quickly and impactfully in in no time at all with limited resources. So you're suddenly seeing some 
pretty stunning examples of, of work out there that was probably put together in two weeks um, with user-generated content, which has got a basic idea, but is enormously effective. You know, it's, it's amazing. You don't necessarily need, you know, nine months of production process and some very expensive, um, you know, talent in your in your creative to make it make it work. So, uh, you know, I hope that's I hope that is going to be one positive legacy is that you 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 know you can do some stuff pretty quickly and effectively sometimes if if you put your put your mind to it and put the team's collective effort into it. Yeah, I mean you're, you're totally right. I mean um, that there will always be a value in in the craft. We we know it it takes it will take longer. It costs more money. You, you know there is also quite often some value in who you are using to make the asset, make the film or, or, or whatever. But, but equally, I, I think that when times are tough like this, people are more prepared to think differently about creativity and, and also have a, have a much more sort of performance orientated definition of, of creativity and, and also how the, creat the creative work is actually applied and thinking more like you know, performance marketing uh, than blockbuster handcrafted TV spot at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I know it's amazing. I mean, one that I thought was interesting was was Audi. So Audi did a brilliant job um, with Kevin the Carrot before Christmas, and one of the most uh, one of the best uh, bits of creative. Um, and yet they're they're kind of COVID ad. They came out really quickly with it. It was talking about how they're keeping the stores open, they're cleaning the baskets, they're keeping two meters apart, they're putting screens to protect their staff. So it was almost like a public service announcement. Um, and yet that did as well on the system one test as the, uh, as the Christmas ad, because it was, it was the right message at the right time. And people care about their grocery store being clean and about, you know, the far, you know, uh, produce still getting to the store in the normal way, you know, it's, it, so it's a, fascinating lesson in the importance of being timely and relevant uh you know and so on it's great so listen just before we wrap up what uh, how do you say and this is a million dollar question i guess no one's got the answer to this, and if you did you'd uh, you'd be retiring but how what do you see happening next as you as you look uh i guess for yourselves as an agency global agency lots of clients but also the economy in general what do you think is going to happen over the next few weeks well, there is going to be um, relaxation of the lockdowns. Um, and I think governments will, will look to other governments um, around the world to, to see what they can learn. But, but I think that uh, there will be re relaxation, continuous assessment. You're not going to just, you know, one day come out the other end of this. This, this is going to be a, a, a real process, I think, uh, for, for several months. So what we're what we're doing is just tuning into what 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 the governments are saying in e in each of the markets that our offices exist and and just aligning with their with their guidance. We we've obviously got to a good place in terms of you know the just general global ways of working using technology. So we've all, we're always able to do that, and I think we need to look at being able to get into the offices as um, as just a bonus and and just prepare for for the long run and and try to stay um active and and, and constructive uh, for as long as we can you know using technology and you know wh when we can get into some physical interactions if you like you know that that'll, that'll just be just be an, an amazing bonus brilliant good it will be nice to uh be nice to meet up 
it would be nice to have a beer. It'd be nice to be <laughs> kind of uh, be together again, won't it? And I think when when that happens, it'll be a good, uh, a very good sign because uh, there's no doubt that despite all the technology, there's a little bit of magic that y- you definitely lose, don't you? And uh, I think um, you know we, we can see everyone's desire to get you know get our social life back as and, and our kind of in person life. So so listening, I I look forward to having a beer with you soon. Um, that'll that'll be a nice moment to uh, to celebrate on the journey. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your time, mate.